This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, Coffee with Carrie, then make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee Homeschool and Step with God. And then share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement too. You can also find me at Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think, no, I know, you're going to be encouraged. Welcome, y'all, to this week's podcast. I want to talk about three words in the homeschooling world, unschooling, de-schooling, and non-schooling. Hey, don't let the term unschooling scare you. In this week's episode, I want to dispel a few fears and debunk a few myths about this term unschooling. Who knows? Maybe after listening, you might realize you're already an unschooler or maybe a wannabe unschooler or an unschooler at heart. And if the term unschooling intrigues you, then welcome. I think this episode will clearly explain what it is and what it isn't. When you really get down to the core of unschooling, if you're homeschooling your child, you already fit the definition of unschooling. When we break down unschooling, we see our Latin helps us understand the word. The prefix un means not, and its Greek counterpart anti means opposite. So anyone who's not doing traditional brick-and-mortar schooling is by definition an unschooler. As we home educate our children, we're doing the opposite of what society is screaming at us to do, and we're not conforming to the more accepted way of schooling. So there, if you're already homeschooling, then you're also unschooling. In a minute, though, I will break down the methodology or the homeschool style that's usually associated with the term unschooling. But first, let's talk a little bit about the other two words, non-schooling and de-schooling. Now, non means not. So non-schooling is just not doing school at home. Now, many of us, when we decided to homeschool, we, we started off doing what we know best and what we're used to. That's traditional school. Workbooks, having a classroom type workspace, you know, doing an eight to three schedule, using textbooks and standardized tests and staying on grade level, whatever that means. For most of us, it was how we were taught. It was what we grew up with. So this is how we structured our homeschooling when we brought our kids home to teach them. Now, is there anything wrong with this traditional school at home approach? No, not really. Does it work for some? Sure, either because that's how the child learns or that it's the structure that meets the needs of the parent who's doing the teaching. Is it the best way to learn in a homeschooling environment? Well, I'm going to have to say not really to that one. You see, when you do school at home, 
Do you miss out on the blessings of homeschooling? Do you miss out on the freedoms and flexibility of homeschooling? And do you miss out on the awe and wonder of homeschooling? Well, yeah, you do. Now, if you're feeling burnt out or weary, there's probably a good chance that you're relying too much on the traditional school at home approach and not enough on the non-schooling approach. Now, if the traditional classroom or the traditional approach didn't work for your child when he or she was in the classroom, I'm 100% sure it's not going to work for him or her when you bring them home. So what is non-schooling? Well, it's intentionally not doing school at home. Now, my humble advice to my homeschooling mama friends out there is don't do school at home. Are you coming home or staying home because you know the traditional classroom didn't work for your child? Then don't model your home education after the very thing that you're trying to escape. When you homeschool or you home educate your child, there are no rows of desks really needed. No stacks of grade level textbooks are really needed. And you don't really need a strict seven hour day schedule. And there's really no need to stand in front of a whiteboard all day. Do what works for your kiddos. If this school at home approach works for your child, then go for it. But if it doesn't, then I'm giving you permission to not do it this way. Relish in the freedom and flexibility that homeschooling gives you to do what works for your child. If that means jumping on a trampoline while learning your spelling words or snuggling on the couch while reading or waiting to do math until nine o'clock at night because that's when your night owl thinks best, well then that's what your homeschooling will look like. Just don't do school at home. Go with your gut if your gut is telling you This school-at-home approach just isn't working. Trust your mama instincts and listen to the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear. Now, let's redefine the word education. Let's talk about what it is and what it isn't. First, there are no so-called experts. You, you mamas, are the expert. You don't need a teaching credential to educate your child. When it comes to your child, you are the expert. No one knows him or her better. Now, I was an adjunct professor for many years, and I taught the methods classes in the grad program. So basically, I taught teachers how to teach. Now, the majority of lessons that are taught in the teacher credentialing program have more to do with crowd control and how to teach to the masses and less about inspiring students and meeting their individual needs. Now, as much as many teachers out there want to do this for their students, many just can't because of the structure of mass public education and the traditional classroom setup. So when you home educate, you don't need to be a quote unquote expert in methodology and crowd control. You need a heart to learn alongside your child. You need to be able to whet his or her appetite for good and beautiful things and to do whatever it takes to help your child become what God has created him or her to be. From the day you became a parent, you became a teacher. Now, education is not about worldly, national, or state standards either. It's about God's standards. 
There are no hard and fast rules that say kids have to master certain skills by a certain age or that they even have to master certain skills at all or that they need to learn certain things or topics each year. True education is about learning how to learn, how to solve problems, how to use God's gifts and talents to advance his kingdom, how to wisely apply the knowledge you're learning, and then how to teach and pass on that knowledge to others. Education is not about filling up our days with worksheets and only leaving the play and the fun until recess or break time or the weekends or when all the schoolwork is done. Play is actually the work of childhood. It isn't the reward. It's how humans learn, especially children. So don't feel guilty about letting kids play as part of their lessons. And you certainly shouldn't feel guilty about giving them lots and lots of unstructured playtime during their day. Because mamas, that's education too. Education happens all the time. The world is our classroom. You don't need to do seven hours each day to finish your lessons. Homeschooling allows us to complete schoolwork in less time and at our own pace. When you homeschool, when your aim is to educate your child and to learn, then school can also be painting outside the lines, field trips and wild animal parks, climbing in trees, riding bikes, drawing while in nature, building with Legos, practicing letters, watering flowers and doing chores, playdates with friends, reading and snuggling, cooking and cleaning, singing and dancing, and resting and worshiping. It's all learning, it's all worth it, and it's all education. It's all non-schooling. So Why did you choose to homeschool in the first place? Is it to teach your children truth? Is it to build relationships with your kids? Is it so you could teach your child at your child's own pace? Is it to spark curiosity in your kid's heart? Is it to protect your child's innocence and to make sure they actually have a childhood? Is it for educational freedom and flexibility? Is it to save the hearts and minds of your children? If you said yes to any or all of these reasons, then moms don't do school at home. Choose to not do school at home. Choose to (laughs) non-school. If we do the same thing over and over and over and expect different results, we're kidding ourselves. Einstein even said, this is the definition of insanity. Okay, so let's talk about the other word, de-schooling. What is it? Well, de-schooling is the adjustment period a child and a mom go through when leaving school and beginning to homeschool. To really get the most of homeschooling, it's good to give a child and the mom time to let go of the private and public school idea as their norm as they get accustomed to their new homeschooling lifestyle, because it is very different. De-schooling is an important part of beginning your homeschooling journey after a period of time spent in a traditional classroom. If you have recently started homeschooling, you may also see some challenging or maybe some confusing attitudes and behaviors from your child. But this is actually completely normal for a child that's used to private or public school setting. And, you know, they basically had their social hour built into their day. 
It's like the little mouse in a cage who's been in this cage his whole life. Once the door to the cage is open, the mouse is still very reluctant to escape or to leave. Moms and dads and kids, we need time to readjust our expectations and our perspectives. This is where de-schooling comes into play. For children who are starting homeschooling after an experience in traditional school settings, de-schooling is an important part of this transition. Give your child a break from the formal school-like lessons when you bring them home. It's okay to take a week or two weeks or even a month or two off to wash that formal eight through three o'clock schooling out of your hair. (laughs) And don't feel guilty about it either. Think of it as an extended spring break or an early summer break. Instead of formal lessons while you're de-schooling, make use of this new freedom to explore the world. Visit museums and historic sites and art galleries. Attend concerts and plays and sporting events. Let your child help pick where to go and how long he wants to stay. Start networking with other homeschoolers and schedule those play dates with friends that your child never had time to play with before because of his hours and hours of homework. Go on family vacations that you keep putting off because you were tied down to the school's calendar. Or don't plan anything at all. (laughs) Literally sleep in, rest, play games, cook as a family, do some gardening. Then get back to nature. Visit your nearest nature reserve or park. Take a picnic, take a camera, maybe some binoculars if you have them. Enjoy your time in God's creation and soak up all that much-needed vitamin D. And keep moving while you're de-schooling. Go hiking, biking, walking, rollerblading, whatever. Do it as a family and then encourage your child to get more active independently more active with friends, and maybe even to be more active in some kind of organized sport. Then, when you're de-schooling and you're taking time off to get used to this new way of life, give them time to create and build and take things apart. Encourage a child to make art. Stock up on all the art supplies. Let them tell stories and write down your child's stories and make them into little books. If he's always wanted to build a workbench or a fort, then now's the time. Go to the hardware store and get those supplies and start building. De-schooling is the best way to help you and your child figure out what to do with all this extra free time that you now have thanks to homeschooling. Now, while you're de-schooling, also go to the library and bookstores and read, read, read. Watch documentaries, maybe, and family-friendly historical movies. Volunteer as a family. Connect with relatives. Visit grandma or help an elderly neighbor. Teach your kids to cook. (laughs) Work on those work habits and chores. Homeschooling is a family endeavor. Everyone needs to pitch in with the cleaning and the cooking and the overall maintenance of the house. Besides, these are great life skills, too. Call it home ec if that makes you feel any less guilty about spending your time working on these things instead of formal lessons while de-schooling. Now, de-schooling is not just for kids and parents who are coming home for the first time from the traditional classroom. If you've been doing this school-at-home approach, 
or you were with a very strict charter school or a very strict independent study program and everyone in your family is burnt out from the rigid rules and procedures, then de-schooling will benefit you too. Once you decide that you need to break away from the strict school-at-home approach, then you and your family can also reap the benefits of de-schooling too. It will give your kids time to see that homeschooling really can be an adventure, and it will give you time to pray and look into other methods and resources and curriculum. It's also a great time for you to be a kid watcher. Now that your kids have tons of free time on their hands, take notice of what they choose to do with their free time. What do they do when they're bored? What interests do they turn to when they have time to investigate and explore or maybe to practice something? What time do they eat? What time do they wake up? What time do they poop out during the day? What time do they mentally wake up? And what time of the day do they mentally shut down? Take note of these things. Use this time of de-schooling and kid watching to help you plan a new plan of attack and a new approach to homeschooling. So, once you decide to homeschool, you should give you and your family a chance to de-school as you investigate ways to non-school or to not do this school-at-home approach. All right, so finally, let's get back to that original question. What exactly is unschooling? Well, unschooling gets a bad rap in the secular world, the academia world, and even in the homeschooling world. When people hear the word unschooling, they automatically assume the parent doesn't care and the child is left to wander aimlessly through life playing video games all day long. Now, unschoolers may play a lot of video games, but hey, so do other homeschoolers and other traditional schoolers. It's a thing, you know, but this isn't what unschooling is. I think Mark Twain summed up unschooling the best without even knowing it. Mark Twain said that he never let his schooling get in the way of his education. I mean, that is perfect. Unschooling is really about being child-led and it's interest-based. It relies heavily on John Holt and others who truly believe that humans are natural learning machines. Our human nature is to learn. Kids are sponges that just want to soak up anything and everything. When we want to know something or we need to be able to do something, we're created in such a way that we'll find a way to learn it or to do it. Granted, to become really good at something, it is beneficial to have someone who's an expert in that field or someone who has that skill to come alongside of us and teach us, you know, the nuances of this particular topic or skill. But where there's a will, there's a way. And children will learn without formal step-by-step instruction. Think of how your child learned to talk. You didn't break down speaking step-by-step and syllable-by-syllable. You spoke to your child. Your child listened. And in the end, because your child desired to communicate with you, and he had the physical ability to do so, he figured it out. He eventually learned to make sounds and then babbles and then single words. And then through practice, he started speaking in sentences and learning new vocabulary too. 
Unschooling relies on the fact that we were created to learn, that we were created to think, to problem solve, to communicate, to be curious, and to be creative. Unschooling does not rely on the traditional model of teaching and learning. Unschooling relies on the fact that when children or people are ready to learn something, they can and they will. (laughs) Unschooling is very developmentally appropriate. There are no timetables or benchmarks or standards that a child has to meet by a certain age or grade level when you're unschooling. It follows the child's natural timetable. Every child is created different, so every child will learn at different rates, at different times, and in different ways. Unschoolers, they use whatever method or approach that works for their child. Many unschoolers do not use a formal math curriculum to teach their kids how to do basic computation and math skills. However, If a child shows a particular aptitude for math or expresses an interest in learning higher math, an unschooling mom will probably give the student a textbook or an online tutorial or something quite traditional to help him learn, build, and reinforce those skills he wants to learn. Maybe a math book is needed and wanted, but maybe it isn't. The difference between an unschooling mom and a more traditional homeschooling mom is that both may use a math textbook at some point, but the unschooling mom only uses it when the child wants it or wanted to go more in depth in math. As we moved along our homeschooling journey, I unintentionally (laughs) moved towards a more unschooling approach, especially when they got to high school. And that seems crazy. The kids learned the subjects or skills they needed to learn to legally graduate But the way they learned these skills was based more on their needs, their passions, and skill level than on the state and what they said they had to do. Chemistry was done mainly through a culinary arts and cooking class for my son. And for my daughter, biology was mainly done through marine biology. Physics for my son was mainly done through YouTube videos about the physics of baseball, hitting, pitching, and running. And algebra and geometry were all done with a computer-based textbook. It was very traditional, but the kids wanted and needed that approach for math, so that's what we did for math. All of the skills they needed to learn and so much more were covered, but in our own way, in our own timing, and in the most unconventional way. But that's unschooling. According to the world standards and the so-called educational experts, it's non-conventional. It's non-traditional. So if you're letting your kid write and illustrate comic books for his writing and art lessons, you might just be an unschooler, or at least you have unschooling tendencies. If you're allowing your child to learn about nature and animals and plants while exploring nature and gardening with you, then you might just be an unschooler, or at least you have unschooling tendencies. And if you're learning history through movies and YouTube and field trips, you know it, you might just be an unschooler after all. When you're a homeschooler, you don't need to be a purist in any one method or style. Actually, I found that our homeschooling style changed and morphed over the years as the kids grew and matured. 
and as they began to discover their gifts and talents, and as I really became an expert on who my kids were as people and how they learned and what made them tick. And some seasons of life require a more traditional approach, and some seasons require a more eclectic or unschooling approach. And you know, mamas, it's all okay. Just keep learning right alongside your child. Just keep showing up and faithfully and consistently do what God has called you to do. Just keep loving your kids. When you follow God's call to homeschool or to change course in your homeschooling, give yourself and your children a chance to de-school. Try not to do the school-at-home approach. Be more of a non-homeschooler. And if you're feeling a little adventurous or a lot adventurous, experiment a bit with unschooling. Now, for more ideas, make sure you listen to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool podcast episodes 81 and 82 called Homeschooling Outside the Box. And also listen to episodes number 69 and 70, The Art of Strewing. I really think you're going to enjoy them. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our new and improved website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. Now, if you heard something you liked, then please share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or with a homeschooling friend who's looking for ways to simplify their homeschooling next year. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, book, and homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy, God bless, and see you next time.